0: How are you? Where are you? Or in Portuguese, Como está onde está? muito bom, Shelley. And
1: we're in Porto. This is Portugal's second city. It's the home of port. I'm sure the drinkers have all heard of that. And it brings you the Porto in Portugal as well. So a bit of entomology there. Is, is it entomology or is that the study of birds? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome, oh and also, just before I crack into the welcome, it's also home of, we're in the centre of Portugal, or centre of Porto here, in this park, and there are these old blokes behind us having this really rigorous argument. We thought they were playing checkers or something, but...
0: Yeah, they're they're playing, I think they're playing cards or something, but they keep fighting.
1: Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to the How Are You, Where Are You podcast. This is an audio travel log of our adventures as we cycle home to Aotearoa, New Zealand, after seven years of living in London. This week... We've uh, passed the point of being two months on the bike.
0: Oh, it's it's does, it doesn't feel like it. I don't know. It's but crazy, then, isn't yeah, it? I guess. Yeah.
1: No, the journey has taken us from uh, our old home in London. From we started off in Tower Bridge, and uh, we've come all the way to here in Portugal. We've I think we've been through seven countries of Western Europe. So. We're cracking along. It's
0: not bad going. <laughs>
1: and after reaching Lisbon, further down the coast from here, we travelled to Cuba, then Mexico, and all the way south to Argentina.
0: Do you know what? I cannot believe that this is our 10th podcast. I don't Ridiculous. even think we'd get past about number two, but they've been really <laughs> good. So to celebrate, we wanted to do something a little bit different this week. So we're putting all of our usual features on hold uh, to bring you a kind of a little special, really, on our cycling adventure along the River Duro.
1: I was sort of thinking about um, you know, some of the great river adventures that people have had. You know, we've uh, we've seen uh, people walk the Nile. You know that guy on Channel Four documentary with that weird name. Uh, people have done the Amazon as well, pretty much. And uh, but there are a couple of rivers that perhaps haven't been covered. You know, um, one comes to mind is the Great Hut River, Awakairangi, from our hometown in the uh in the Hutt valley flows from up above akatarawa somewhere all the way down to Seaview and the Patoni waterfront a wonderful river and perhaps we'll do that journey when we get home
0: <laughs> i don't think it quite ranks up there but you do oh it's a stunning
1: river but also another stunning river maybe there have been a few adventures along this one but the river duro uh, it's apparently uh, don't they say it's one of the major rivers on the Iberian Peninsula and also pretty special as well because uh, it's where they grow all the grapes for port and also all these fine you know, red wines and things that they've got here as well yeah
0: so we were reading that the Douro is about 897 kilometers, and it starts in Spain but we only cycled just a little bit of it the part that's in Portugal so we went about 200 kilometers up river from where we are now in Porto and then we Came all the way back down here to where the river empties into the ocean. But our journey began on a train. thing have we got all the bags Are they I think they're all here <laughs> we're on the train
1: well that was uh, quite sketchy this is <laughs> this is the start of our trip and we went into the train office in uh, Rejua and uh, said basically uh, we'd like to buy some tickets for the train he goes oh not with bikes so like, what we saw this blog of these people with bikes on this very railway and uh, they said no no you can't you won't be able to take bikes you might have a nice guard and so we, uh, you know, we can sort of try our luck. So we're on the station platform and we're you know, looking all ready and then the train pulls in and then the driver starts nodding his head. No, we're like
0: he was shaking his head at us, not nodding his head, he was shaking it from side to side like no. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called, is it? Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: and then <laughs> and so we're like, oh no, we're in a bit of trouble here. And then um, so I just thought, no bugger it, let's just put the bikes on the, just get them on the train. Yeah. Then the conductor came down and He said, oh this is not permitted, not permitted. And we just uh, feigned that we didn't understand any Portuguese, which was kind of true. And uh, he was like, no, no. We're like, oh, do we have to take them off? He was like, uh, uh, and then he said, no, oh, just, just leave it.
0: And he just walked away and we were like, what's going to happen? And then the doors closed and we took off. So yeah. we're on. <laughs> so we've paid our tickets now and we've got seats um, so we can actually enjoy the train ride. And it's a stunning train ride. The reason why
1: we're on a train right now, <laughs> this is meant to be a cycle tour, of course, but the reason why we're on the train is um, we wanted to cycle along the duro, um, from the Alto duro, the sort of one of the, near the higher points of the river. And we wanted to cycle all the way down to Porto. So we didn't really want to trace over the same trails going up and then back down the river. So what we're doing is um, we heard that there's this beautiful train ride which has definitely proven to be the case and we're going to take it to the upper river and then cycle back down.
0: So the train's from Regua to Posinho and then we're going to cycle down and looking out the window we are following the beautiful Duro River which is winding its way around the valley and the the railway winds along with it so we're right down by the water level and on the steep sided um, hills alongside us are just Hundreds and hundreds of rows of vines. So there's lots of lo- little tiny terraces and it's just it's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's incredible
1: Right <laughs> So we have arrived in Villanova de Foshkoa. Uh Well the, the train ride to Posseño as predicted was magnificent yeah. And then we had to climb up this big mother of a hill to get up to this village. And
0: it's 35 degrees, and I think it's about 6 pm.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really hot. Um, but uh, we've arrived at our youth hostel, I think this is, but it has an amazing view over the mountains. We basically come up one of the valleys from the doodle, and we are here because tomorrow we're going to uh, visit another valley in the duro, where there is an archaeological park.
0: I'm Antonio, I'm a guide in the archaeological park in the Coa Valley. And uh, we are here with a small group to see the Canada do Inferno place of uh, paleolithic petroglyphs made the, during the last ice age, between 30,000 years and 10,000 years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and what do you think, Shelley? It's been pretty awesome, is not it?
0: Yeah, it has been really good. It's, it's baking hot down here, hence the name Inferno. Um, it's still only the morning, so it's gonna get even hotter this afternoon, but we've been walking in quite a steep-sided valley alongside the river and um, looking at some sedimentary rock, like slate rock, and on the vertical faces are just these incredible drawings.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. You no know, drawings of uh, uh, bulls and horses, and and it sort of it just shows how humans haven't really changed. We like to do graffiti.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the thing. For me, I was sort of sort of thinking like, oh, primitive beings have drawn these, but actually they were just people like you and me, and that this was their form of communication. And some of them are quite sophisticated as well. <laughs> so it's been great fun, um, but it's time to get back in the four-wheel drive and get out of the heat. I think.
1: Okay, so we have had a hot but yet amazing day in the Alta doro and whoa, we've been climbing a lot today, we've climbed a lot today, we've, I think we've clump, come about 700 metres in, in the really hottest and highest part of the doro and we, we've come down to this town here which is apparently the centre of the sort of designated uh, port. Uh, making area, a place called I think you say Saint Joao de Pescader, uh, is that right, Sean? Yes, I think so. <laughs> and uh, we thought, okay. We've put the tent up. We surprisingly found a campsite. We thought we are going to have to wild camp tonight, but we found this magical campsite. It's really nice.
0: I almost Do- feel a bit disappointed because I was expecting a bit more of an adventurous evening, but we've just, yeah, got a great campsite all to ourselves. Yeah, for about
1: €7 Euros as well. <laughs> and now we're, um, we, we've come downtown. We've come to the only, let's call it, inverted quotes, wine bar. Uh, <laughs> it's basically just a h- bunch of old men here drinking.
0: Yeah, I'm the only woman.
1: Yeah. And so I thought, okay, they know what they're talking about. We've we've ordered our um, drinks, so we've seen we've seen the area, we've seen all these white, all, all these vineyards, and and um, all these grapes growing on these really hot hillsides. And now we're going to sample the stuff. But I'm very unsure as to this is not what I expected. What have we been served up here, Charles?
0: Well, I don't know. You asked for a tawny port, and we've been given quite a dark red looking, which I think might be I don't know the the. Tinto or whatever, but anyway, quite a dark red drink that's fizzy and it has a lemon floating in it.
1: Yeah, I said he put the lemon. I was like, is this normal? He says, yeah. And then he then he put in the um, tonic or soda water. I didn't quite see what. So should I taste it and see yeah, if it's sure. t- completely wet?
0: This might maybe this is the ladies' version because honestly, it's just blokes in here. Oh my, goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah, what do you think? Oh my gosh, it's like. Something that I accidentally had at a grandma's birthday party or something. Uh, I'm sure it gets better than this, but...
0: Let's hope it does. Uh, Do you know what? I think there's a museum in this town. Should we head along there and maybe try and find out a little bit more about this?
1: Yeah, we we need to be drinking something a bit better than this. Okay, so we've made it across to the Museo de Vino here at the uh, what well in San Joa de Pesquera. Uh, what have you learnt here, Charles?
0: <laughs> well, up? yeah, I'm trying to. Um, the, the museum is spread over three floors and it's about to close, so we've kind of rushed through it. But from what I can see, the reason that people grew wine here for so long is because of its schistous soils um, and its amazing humidity and temperature. Um, so it's all kind of designed perfectly for wine and vines. Um, but the reason that it's a World Heritage Site is because all of the vines are um, horizontal rather than kind of vertically grown like you might see in France. So Apparently, that's kind of why it's got this special character to it. And they have to do that because the incline is so steep on the sides of the valley of the Duro River. Um, but we're just standing in front of a, a display that tells us about all the different kinds of port there are. And I have to say, I don't know anything about the difference between the tawny and the ruby and the white and the rosé. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we can find out yeah, more about that. Yeah,
1: I think we need to sort of, you know, when we get back on the bikes tomorrow, let's go to Akenta and really try and work out and you know, get our taste buds working and try and nail down what it is to drink Port. Uh, welcome to the Quinta do Seix, belong to the Sun and Brand. You're going to taste some table wines. The first one is the Planalto, the second one is called Papa Figus, and number three is called Vighe Grande do And after, in the classic taste, we have the three different Porto wine: the White Porto, the Ruby, and also the Tony. Enjoy your tastings. Okay. So it's fair to say we've been indulging. (laughs) Um, There are now one, two, three, four, five, six empty glasses (laughs) on our table. We've drunk uh, a flight of uh, table wines, a white and two red, all very nice. We ordered another extra white each and now um, now we're moving on to the, the ports. Now this is the big show. (laughs) So, we've had the white port. We downed that. It was very nice. I mean, I think white port's meant to be quite unusual in this area, but, you know, they're pretty good. Pretty damn good. But, you know, the big question when you're tasting port is are you a ruby or a tawny? So, it's time to try. Shelley, you are sampling now the ruby. It's the dark, dark red one.
0: Okay, so that's... um quite rich quite sweet lots of big red fruit flavors and black fruit flavors for me I don't think I don't think I'm a ruby I don't think I could drink a whole glass of that and what do you think okay <laughs> like the way you make a big ceremony of your sip
1: now the ruby.
0: <laughs> okay he's taking a sip he's swilling it around in his mouth
1: okay don't swill it around in your mouth
0: You've just frothed it up.
1: Yeah, it makes it really fizzy. Oh.
0: Hold
1: on. I might have to cleanse my palate.
0: He's cleansing his palate. Glass of water. I'm going to try the tawny meanwhile, because I think that might be me.
1: Mmm. Okay, serious, serious taste of the ruby.
0: Okay. It was like mouthwash. He sort of mouthwashed it down. Yeah.
1: Oh, It's nice. I mean... We're we're having we're having uh cheese with this as well and it is really nice with the cheese and it's not too alcoholic y, which I quite like.
0: Mm. I like the tawny. It's got a little bit more of an edge to it.
1: So um, it my palate then.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would definitely prefer the tawny to the ruby. Okay. Tawny is not as uh, red in colour. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it hasn't been in the barrel as long. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um it's a bit too boozy for me. Oh, I like... Um, yeah, I, well... That that just sums up, really, our attitudes to alcohol. <laughs> 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 I drink more than you, so I like the tawny and you like the ruby. <laughs> this has just been spectacular. Just sitting here, looking out at the view. We, all we've got in front of us is hillsides covered with rows and rows and rows of vines. A beautiful blue sky. Uh, it's just... I don't think we're going to leave.
1: Yeah, this it feels pretty strange that this is our life at the moment i mean this actually is like our old life when we'd go you know traveling would rent a car somewhere and go driving but we're actually on our bikes.
0: (laughs) It it feels, uh, this is a very nice place. So it's a big company. This um, uh, Sunderman is a big group. Um, So we are going to go in search of, if we can, a more of a family quinta or, you know, um, winery um, for a slightly different experience. But this afternoon at the moment, we're enjoying the air-conditioned floor-to-ceiling window views (laughs) over the valley. Um, Yeah, it's going to be hard to shift.
1: Well, Shelley, it was, what, how many hours ago? Six or seven hours ago, we were up over the Jura in this beautiful luxury bar and these sort of kicking back in these beautiful armchairs, sipping port and some of the finest wines the Dura region's got to offer. (laughs) And where are we now?
0: Now we're in a vacant lot next to what looks like some kind of service building, uh, sleeping on weeds, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, we're wild camping. We... uh, we, uh, we
1: knew there weren't really any campsites between uh, Regua and sort of further down the river towards Porto. And so we, uh, we knew we were going to have to sort of improvise tonight. Yeah. And we thought, well, we saw that uh, there was a fire station. Well, I saw like a fire station truck mm. and it said, it was like a little van and it said uh, Recinder on it. And I thought, okay, well, maybe we could go to Racinda then ask the firemen if we could sort of hang there because apparently the firemen in this country are outstanding yeah, people. Yeah, we might have been able to get a shower from them. But the thing was, we're cycling up the hill and the wind was so warm. It was 35 degrees and we just got too tired. Yeah. And so we saw this bit of land and we thought, yeah, <laughs> why not?
0: Yeah. And actually, since we've been here, some of the like, locals and the, this lady who's the neighbor, they've all been quite friendly and welcoming. We got some water from her and another one told us, you know, oh, it's fine. This isn't owned by anyone. You're perfectly happy to be here. So, yeah, know. we're not too, we don't feel like we're doing anything naughty. Yeah, they're so kind. They?
1: Little do they know that we've actually bought this land and we're going to build a nine-story <laughs> condo right in front of their house.
0: Yeah, the view is spectacular.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we're looking over the Duro. you know, when we're sitting in the wine bar, and we're still looking over it tonight. And the tonight is spectacular. The sky is completely red. oh Wow, I'm finally in the Douro. We've been cycling along this great river this last week and it's been sort of so tantalisingly close but we've never had the opportunity to actually get in. And you know, we've seen all these green waters the whole way down this river and uh, it's actually green when you're right in it as well. It's so lovely and it's so hot and it's really nice to be in here right now so how do we get here well today we had a lovely morning we got up from our camp spot at uh probably around six o'clock we're on the road easily before seven it was so nice riding in that morning you know it was only 20 degrees much cooler and nicer and uh we've uh sort of got to the point a bit later in the day where we realized we hadn't had any wine yet and so we really needed to uh rectify that situation got a tip from a local he led us down uh, this path down the side road which is a bit off route from where we wanted to go but uh, it ended up being the right decision it looks like we can probably camp here the night as well so it's uh, turned out to be a really nice spot but anyway it's time to get in <laughs> estendo um este es pouquinho ah. é, é é, eh. two é two. ah e a me acompanhar com aperitivo okay. aperitivo ah isto sim ah. não é igual é é porto também mas não é igual <laughs> <laughs>
0: é um porto seco wow thank you Oh, this looks really
1: nice. Love
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Wow. laughs> those people were so welcoming what an amazing experience we Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank locals here you. Thank Um, Baden started chatting to um, Rolando on his bike and Rolando sort of casually invited him back for lunch and we've just had such a lovely afternoon at their place. Um, They've given us port, they've given us lunch, they've given us coffee and lots of interesting information and miraculously they didn't speak any English but we managed okay.
1: How did we do that? Um, It was such a nice afternoon. Um, It's just kind of unexpected. I I rode up to Shelley and I said, I think they've just invited us for lunch just (laughs) let's just follow them and they led us up this hill just off the duro and into their house where they cooked uh we've been seeing all these salt cod in the supermarket we're going oh how do they cook that well we've had it and it was just a random thing where someone invited us into their home and we had such a lovely experience
0: yeah i mean like you were saying you kind of hear stories about this sort of thing happening when you're you know other cycle tourists being just randomly invited and you sort of don't believe that it's really, that it is actually true and that it can happen. Uh,
1: but you know, it's almost, the hospitality in this country is so great that you kind of not expect it, but you're not massively surprised when it does, things like this do, does happen. And look, it's, uh, we've been there for about four hours now, four and a half hours, yeah. maybe five, and it's been such a nice, relaxing afternoon. And I guess now we've got to finish off the rest of our Duro trip, get to Porto.
0: We're at Foz de Duro, which is the point where the Duro River mingles with the Atlantic Ocean. Um, So we've made it to Porto, which um, which is looking beautiful. The sky, it's kind of late on a Sunday, and the sky's a little bit moody over the city, but out towards the sea, it's kind of bright blue, and there's lots of people here at the beach. Um, couple playing with their dog in the sea there's um, people sort of sitting on the stone seats that line this big long pier uh, you know canoodling kicking off their shoes a few calippos can be seen Um, so yeah it's a really nice relaxing scene and we had a lovely final kind of stretch um, after lunch out to here Uh, I think we're both keen for a shower but at the moment we're really celebrating finishing our trip along the Douro River
1: yeah we were sort of just thinking as we came along into Porto how much uh the doodle has been our friend uh which kind of sounds a bit weird to say but every time where the we've gone sort of bent where the road is sort of bent away from the river and we've come back towards the road again I've always gone duro <laughs> so I think uh, we were really taken away by how pretty this river was from the first time we've seen it and it's uh it's been like that ever since we've meandered away our way along at two hundred
0: kilometers or something We're here and uh we started in the further in the centre of Portugal where it was hotter um, and more arid it's one of the driest parts of Portugal. um and as we came through the Porto region, which is um you know with all the beautiful grapes on the on the hillsides and a UNESCO World Heritage site and then we dropped into a slightly more a fruitier area where the the air smelled of cherries and there were uh, apples and apricots and oranges and all sorts of things everywhere Um, and then finally uh, into a slightly more populated area as we came towards the city of Porto with the hillsides covered in uh, pine trees Um, and then the city itself which was pretty incredible to come into today.
1: Yeah, there's, there's, it's kind of like old meets new, they've got these uh, really modern bridges, a series of modern bridges and an old one as well as you sort of come along the river and then, yeah, modern buildings with sort of really old buildings that have been like just kind of stuck in and glued into the side of, um, somehow glued into the side of the hillside and, and the other thing is when we came around to Bend and we felt the sea breeze for the first time, you know, that, that feeling of along most of the way along with Dudo it's been this dry heat mm. but we've got uh, coming into Porto that thick sea breeze and it just felt so nice and cooling.
0: Yeah exactly. This part of, the, of our entire journey has felt quite different for me because you know the rest of it we've been we've had a goal and we've been going from A to B in the most amazing possible way but for this one it's been a real departure and it's been more of an exploration of an area and we've had that little bit more time and it's it has felt very different for me yeah it
1: has hasn't it we've sort of seen
0: uh we, or we just, the
1: last two nights are a good example. Well, actually, the last three, we had no idea where we are going to be staying. And, you know, we magically found a campsite somehow in, uh, that was completely unadvertised in San Joel de Pesquera. And then we wild camped a couple of nights last night on a beach. No. Uh, <laughs>
0: the Dudo's looked after us.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why the doodles has been our friend. It's, <laughs> it's real cheesy to say, but man I really like this river it is a nice river and it feels so serene as well it's not rushing by you it's oh, just it's been a joy really to cycle along and you were saying that you know, at lunch today that you're going to be a bit sad to walk away yeah, right away.
0: people have been uh, living along this river for like 20,000 years as we saw in the archaeological park um, and well, there's we've a been good thing re- on it for five <laughs> there's a good reason <laughs> for that it's absolutely beautiful so yeah we'll miss it.
1: Yeah, so uh guess that's it. Obrigada, Duro.
0: Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed the Duro special. So many great memories.
1: And all those memories that we've posted into a little photo montage. <laughs> uh, so if you go to our website, howareyouwhereareyou.com, and you'll see the Duro blog there, click through, a few... Uh, bits of uh photo montage action we put together to sort of display the trip and also i've um put together a nice little uh map where you can follow the roads that we uh rode on all the way from uh what well, where are we uh <laughs> down to porto
0: also i should i want to kind of mention at this point we have this page um it's called interactive map on the blog. Um, If you click on it... It's always,
1: uh, when you say you've got to say in a real husky voice. Interactive map. Interactive map. map. With an echo, yeah. Uh, Map, 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 map.
0: (laughs) And if you head along there, what we do is we try to put on, um, and we've been pretty good so far, we try to put on a little summary of every day on the bike. It's only short, but I think it helps to kind of give you a little bit more of a picture of of the day that we've spent. So if you're interested in a particular country or you're just interested in what we've been doing over the past few days, you can go on and every day on the bike has a line. And if you click on the line, it will bring up a little box with some text and some thoughts in it. So um, head along there and, and gosh, I mean, when I have a look at it, I'm always a bit blown away by how much we've done already and how much there is yet to do um we'd love to know how you are and where you are so you can email us how are you, where are you at gmail.com or as baden mentioned head along to the blog have a look at some of the photos and please post a comment we'd love to hear from you howareyouwhereareyou.com baden's on twitter at baden c um baden and cycling and Baden Cycling on Instagram. Um, You can subscribe to our podcast on the blog. We've put a couple of links in one of the sidebars, so you can either subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, depending on what you prefer. Um, Thanks, as usual, to Callum Campbell for the original music on the podcast, and thank you very much for listening. So until next time, bye-bye. Bye.